0: Welcome to Making Sense of Parenting. This show is dedicated to helping parents change chaos, confusion, and struggle into calm, clear connections with their kids, all in a way that aligns with their faith. Hey there, I'm your host, Kelly Shoup, helping you navigate the bumpy road of raising kids. Let's dive into today's topic. Are you having trouble making sense of your child's misbehavior? Are certain things happening on a regular basis, maybe since the beginning of the school year, that have you really stumped? You're like, what is going on? Why are they behaving this way? This might be a new type of misbehavior for your child, and you are trying to figure out what to do about it, and you don't really know. This is a very common thing, and this is exactly what we're going to talk about today. We're going to dive a little bit deeper into the sensory system, and we're going to talk about two things, two areas of the sensory system, and how these areas can be having your child's behavior look like bad behavior, look like misbehavior, look like bad behavior in the classroom. So I'm gonna help you understand what that child is really communicating because children don't intentionally mean to be bad, to be disrespectful, to be um, troublesome. And again, I have been doing this for over 20 years and God created humans with a built-in safety mechanism, a built-in self-protective system. So I would say 95% of what looks like bad behavior to a parent or to a teacher, when I assess it, it is, it's really not. It is a young child automatically trying to do things to take care of their body to help make their nervous system their safety system feel okay and this is what adults are doing all the time also we know it as self-regulation and so if we take a coffee break if we click our pen If there are certain behaviors that adults do that are socially acceptable and fine and that help us feel a-okay, safe, calm, alert and awake enough to function at whatever we're doing. If it's our job, if it's, um, you know, at a sporting event with a child. Our body is constantly registering with all the different systems, and there's so many different systems in a person's body. There's their cardiovascular system, their posture system, their muscle system, their um, intestinal system, so many systems. And the system I'm, I'm a specialist in is the sensory system. Because the young ages of three to eight, there are lots of changes going on in that sensory system, and it causes a lot of behavior in children that looks like misbehavior, that looks bad. Okay, if you are just finding me again, I am Kelly Shoup, longtime parent coach, sensory specialist, mom of three, pediatric occupational therapist. I am on a mission to help parents understand their child's behavior and be on purpose with their child and be connected and have a peaceful, loving relationship and a peaceful, harmonious family life. That is, um, again, my mission. Okay, so we know that we have eight senses yes you have heard of five but because of my specializing in the sensory system i'm going to tell you about three other ones but we're just going to you know what i'm not even going to tell you about the other three i think you could have heard them before today it's sight hearing touch taste smell the other three are interoceptive system vestibular system Proprioceptive system. These are the three most people haven't heard of. We're going to take that off the table today, and we're just going to talk about two that you've heard about, and that is hearing and sight, because I have had several things come up. Um, I live in Dallas, Texas, and so school has been in session not quite a month, probably three weeks, but already I am getting calls from parents and referrals from teachers, and I had a call yesterday from um, a like learning specialist in regard to behavior that is not looking as it should in the classroom or when um, a child is home in the evenings. Now, I work with neurotypical kids. So I work... Primarily with just the everyday kids that you see in a public school system, in a regular um, private schools. I work with homeschool kids. I work with um, a church preschool. So these are just kind of the average child. But when an average child or any child starts to go to school, a lot of things We become aware of part of it is because they're in a classroom with people, you know, with 10 other kids that are their age, their stage. And so parents begin to see from hearing from the teacher, oh, okay, my child is struggling with this, or this looks different. And again, that three to eight age group is a big window of so many changes. So I always tell parents, you know, if you have a child who can't do something yet, it doesn't mean they're not going to get it. But how we develop is unique to each of us. And remember, God made us each so incredibly uniquely. So how we develop, what our senses are, our, um, you know, our preferences, our natural tendencies, all this stuff is unique to us. So. I had a teacher who came to me and said, listen, I have a child who is really struggling. What she thought was what with the vision sense. Okay, so that's your sight. That's what you're seeing. And this child um, starts to after probably 75 percent of the three hour day for this three year old is over. This child starts to just do lots of things to not look, avoids eye contact with the teacher, avoids eye contact with other kids. And so this would be alerting that this is a child who might be struggling, have a limitation, a weakness right now at this point in their development with their vision sense. And so what they are seeing, it could be the bright lights. It could be too much color. It could be so many different things. And remember, if you have a child that is just new into the school system, there's a lot going on for them. So it could look like, again, they are trying to do things to help their sensory system not get overloaded, not get too bombarded. And they're naturally kind of automatically doing it because that's how God made us to be, to automatically try to take care of our body, to keep it in the best functioning form. And so this teacher um, was just asking me, you know, I'm suspecting something. And I said, yes. And so um, I just gave her a few really good tips of ways that she could help this child. Okay, again, this is a regular child in a regular classroom. I do also understand more um, narrow, diverse kids. So I have, again, an understanding of all of it. But this is just that normal kid who has been in school for three weeks, who seems to really struggle towards the end of the school day in regard to Um, looking at things and seeing things and focusing on the teacher and so this is a child who has a limitation in their vision sense here's what you can do to help them give them an environment at home in their room that is that is um, rather plain so a plain wall um, not toys out everywhere. Give them an opportunity to, you know, maybe have a calm corner in your home. Give them a place to be, to play, that, again, does not have a bunch of visual things. So don't give them, don't set them to play after they come home from school right in front of a big window or your sliding glass door where there's light coming in from the sun, there's all kinds of things to look at. Again, it's too much for their system. And we don't want it to be overloaded because when a child's any type of system gets overloaded, That's when they melt down. That's when they start crying. That's when they start whining. That's when they become, that misbehavior comes out more so. So we want to give them things to help their vision sense, not get overloaded and to feel better. So again, that would look like helping them just, if they need to face a plain wall, if they need to, um, just remove themselves from say your family room go to their bedroom maybe they there are blackout curtains or darkening curtains on their window allow them to have like 10 or 15 minutes to just close their eyes or if they want to open them that they have a dark room that can be very deescalating for their sensory system so if it's getting stressed I want to bring it back down to that calm, A-OK place so I can give them less stimulating things to look at. A dark room, a plain um, white wall. Bring them inside if they are outside. Sometimes being outside, lots of kids at the playground, equipment, the sun shining off of it, the trees, there's, again, too much so this might be your child that if you're headed to the park with your other kids, that you um, you bring a book and you um, park or you can see your other kids playing on the equipment. But this particular child, you're going to keep them in your car for just, again, 10 or 15 minutes to kind of lessen that visual stimulation that is coming at them in an attempt to de-stress their vision sense okay so that's the vision one and you can join my membership where you journey with me for a month and have access to a lot of tools I have many more strategies for um, how you can help a child who is visually um, sensitive another idea is sunglasses because sunglasses lessen that brightness. They can wear sunglasses at the playground, at the park, if that helps it not be so bright. I've also had kids wear sunglasses inside. Again, inside the classroom, inside their home. If it is too much, I want to give them something that helps keep the stress off of their vision. I've also had kids who we've um, we've had them wear a ball cap in school and also at home that really kind of keeps out. It makes their peripheral vision smaller. So we're kind of narrowing their, their ability to see. And that helps because it gives them less information, less sensory input all the things coming into their eyesight, it lessens it. And again, it makes it easier for them. So I have so many different strategies for you parents. If this is happening at your home, if this is a concern that has just come up at school for you, come join my membership. It's $49 all month long. You can learn all my um, tools to help your kids for every single sense, not just the vision one. But those are some of the easy ones you can do for vision, if this might be an area for your child. It could also be a sensitivity for you as a parent. And so again, knowing yourself and on my Instagram, Kelly K. Shoop, you can go on my link tree and find a free sensory profile assessment. So you're going to fill out a little form that tells how sensitive you are, what areas you are sensitive in, and also for your children. Because again, once we understand this, it gives you information. So you can help your kids to stay at that calm, A-OK place and also you. So if you are headed to an outdoor soccer tournament or a football game at two in the afternoon at the YMCA and it's sunny and there's going to be all these people and you know you become easily stressed with vision, then you're going to put on a ball cap and you're going to put on your sunglasses and that will help your visual system. Okay. Second one we're going to talk about is hearing, auditory sense. This is me. I have struggled with this forever. But if you have a child who is hearing sensitive, you can help them. So they might be a child. I want to tell you what it might look like if they are overloaded. If they have sensory overload, they might run out of a classroom that is noisy. They might run out of a birthday party or they might refuse to go in if they have been in school and then they're asked to go to um, a birthday party or something after school, they might be already almost at their limit. Like they're at their threshold. If they get any more stimulation, they know they're just going to be a mess. So again, they're doing things to, to take care of themselves. So they might be refusing to go into the birthday party And mom is reading this as, my child's being difficult, my child's being so uncooperative, my child is not being a good friend, my child is going to be, you know, is unsociable, antisocial. Why do I have the bad kid? You don't have a bad kid. You have a child who is sensitive in their hearing sense and heading into this noisy birthday party is going to be too much for them. So when parents understand this, I mean, it it gives you parents immediate relief. It gives you immediate information that helps you to know your child is not intentionally doing anything bad and that the antisocial or kind of the social stigma that you think might be starting like, oh, they're not going to be a good friend. They're not going to have any friends when they're later. I know moms, we spiral down into this whole story of how our kid's going to be in their three and they're just not walking into the birthday party. But here's actually what it could be, that they have a hearing sense and they are trying to protect their nervous system, and their whole system by not going in there. So if they do that, you can help them by not forcing it. Maybe they need to stand outside for another 10 minutes because you just came from carpool line and school. They came from a noisy school. They got in your car. You're three minutes away. Now you're at their birthday party and they're like too much. I can't go in. Okay. Give them five or 10 minutes to see if they can get their nervous system, that hearing sense back to an A-OK point. And then after just having some quiet in your car, quiet right outside your car before you head into the party, this can be enough to get their sensory system, nervous system, safety system, all of it back to A-OK. And then they are fine to go into the noisy birthday party because they're back to an A-OK point. And so they can go into the birthday party. They can have fun. They're totally fine because we've taken them from this escalated, like about to get overloaded. No, we've helped them get back down to a normal A-OK point. So they are fine for an hour at the birthday party because we've given them something to help them get back to, again, that A-OK, calm, normal place which is the goal always because when kids are functioning at their unique a-okay point they're good they can be engaging they can be listening they can be at their best and that's how we want them to be okay another way that you can help them if they are hearing sensitive is headphones or you can get earplugs So um, I'm currently helping a family, and they have a child who is very hearing sensitive. But it is important for the young child to go to a few things with their grandparents, with their entire family. But it is stressing this little boy out. So we're giving earplugs, and we tried one type of earplug, kind of the foam ones, and those were not comfortable to him. So now we've gone with some wax ones and those seem to be working. So any type of, you can do an earplug, you could do a headphone, you can do noise-canceling earbuds also work. If you have a child who just blocking out the noise will usually help. But some kids, like lessening the noise doesn't really help because they they are still hearing it. So for those kids sometimes I will give a very calming, soothing music to listen to. So their headphones are not just not having any noise in them to help block out what's in their environment. Some kids I help put in on a very soft, calming because that actually allows that hearing sensitivity to be calmed down, okay? So again, with hearing, three things you can do. One, give them a break. Give them a, remove them from a noisy room. Take them outside. Um, give them quiet for a brief, you know, five minutes and see if that helps them get back to an AOK okay point give them earplugs or headphones, noise-canceling earbuds, that that helps lessen the stress on their hearing sense. A lot of times kids who are stressed in regard to their hearing sense, people will be talking a lot to them. So let's say mom is trying to get her child to go into the birthday party. This child is almost overloaded in that hearing sense. And so mom is talking to their child, come on, trying to conjole them, trying to convince them, talk, 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 talk. And as moms, women, we say about 60,000 words every day. But in this instance, this can be that much more taxing to a child. They just want quiet. So I often will... Teach kids and parents, here is the signal your child will give you to zip it. And so this means, mom, don't say anything. I just need you to be quiet because it's too much. And so sometimes it'll look like, you know, you could zip it. I've had kids do this, like an X, kind of like right over their mouth. I've taught kids to do it at their parents' mouth. Not to press on it, but if they do this near their mom's, you know, lower half of her face, that means mom, please be quiet. Like it's too much. Okay. So parents, I have a million different strategies that I have used for years and years to help your kids have an AOK sensory system, an AOK nervous system, an AOK safety system. Because when their sensory system is overloaded, they have alarm bells going off in their body, telling them they're not safe. Because again, they're hearing their ears hurt, their eyes are just sore, almost. And so they're like, I am not safe. Something is not right with me. This is not good. So just parents being mindful because I have so many parents who just say, you're fine. You're fine. We are headed into that birthday party. We have said we would go. These are our good friends. We are going. And that is a way that parents, you can set yourself up for a meltdown for your child. Just kind of having a tantrum when they get inside that birthday party. So I encourage you to really get curious. You're looking for clues and information and to not override what they're telling you. And again, I'm helping parents get those clues because I understand that that behavior can look like an antisocial, unsociable bratty kid who isn't going to be friends with anybody and who doesn't want to cooperate and doesn't want to get with the program to go into the party. It looks like that, but now we know it's actually something entirely different. And so come find me. Kelly K. Shoop is my Instagram handle. You can find me on my website, www.kellykshoup.com for help with trouble making sense of your child's misbehavior did you like what you heard in this episode if you did please share it with a friend and be sure and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app reviews are always appreciated as a reminder my show is also on youtube in youtube search for kelly k Shoup. that's k-e-l-l-y-k-s-h-o-u-p Be sure to click the subscribe button and hit the bell for all notifications. To learn more about my work, helping families, or to contact me, go to kellykshoop.com. Again, that's kellykshoop.com. Thanks so much.